Welcome to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives, hosted by Reverend Otley Holmes, Senior Pastor of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Mesa, Arizona, where our vision is touching hearts and changing lives by the power of His Word, Luke 4, 18 and 19. Our mission is to go ye therefore and teach all nations, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Now, please join us in a study of the Word of God. Welcome once again to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives. This is Pastor Holmes, your host, and I thank and praise God for allowing me to be your radio Bible instructor once again. We have been in an extended study in the book of Acts, and as you've heard me previously say, I love the book of Acts. It's just a wonderful, wonderful book to study how God's church ought to be operating. Well, we're going to close out chapter 16 in this study, so together, but as always, let us approach the throne of grace. Father, we thank you once again for allowing this program to go forth in the airways. We pray, O oh Master, that we will honor and glorify you with all that's said and done. But most of all, Father, we ask that your word would conform us into the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask this all in Jesus' name, for his name's sake. Amen. Let's see where we're going to pick this up. Let's pick this up um, about verse 30 in chapter 16 and brought them out that that's Paul and had been uh, jailed and Paul and Silas had been jailed and, and uh, they had been prayed and God did a miracle and and set them free but they had not left the confines of the prison and brought them out and said sirs what must I do to be saved and they said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house and they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his, straightway. And when they had brought them into the house, he set meat before them, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Now we see that sometimes God does some, some miraculous things through some, some tough trials and tribulations. Paul and Silas have been jailed and beaten. Uh, and now, because of the fact that they did not try to escape, and the jailer's heart was touched by God, now the jailer, he and his whole household had become believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when it was day, the magistrates and the, and the sergeants saying, let those men go. And the keeper of the prison told his saying to Paul, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. But Paul said unto them, They have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison, and now they, thus, they thrust us out privily? Nay, verily, but let them come themselves and fetch us out. Verse 38, And the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. See, you cannot beat a Roman and not send a Roman to jail without a proper trial. And therefore, they had done this to Paul and Silas. And now that the word has come back to them that they had uh, beaten these Roman citizens and did not conduct a proper trial, they were in deep trouble. Verse 39, And they came to besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city and they went out from the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. Now, I tell you, that speaks so much 
to Paul and Silas's uh, character, if you will. They could have been um, going on to the attack and, and, and tried to blame the magistrates and try to uh, put the fear of God, if you will, into them, but rather they just went about their way because their main concern was the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now let's begin chapter 17. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came unto Thessalonica where the synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as a man of was, went into, unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Now we need to understand that even though the Bible says three Sabbath days, there are some other scriptures that, that would lead us to understand that Paul was not just there for three weeks. Uh, if we looked at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, and Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, uh, chapter 4, Philippians 4, 16, and 1 Thessalonians 1 and 8, we would see that Paul did some various works and was there for a period longer than three weeks. Amen. But the messenger continued on for the Lord despite great opposition and terrible persecution. And, and you know, that touches my heart because sometimes we get so easily discouraged when we're out going from door to door and somebody may slam the door in our face, somebody talks bad about us, and the next thing you know, we kind of just want to uh, hide our faces and tuck our tails and turn and run, and then we don't want to go back out and face that any longer. But Paul and Silas here give us the example that they have to press on. If you know that you have called of God, you are a child of God, and you are to bring the message of God, and every believer ought to be able to bring the message of God, then we may face opposition. Not may, we will face opposition from time to time, but we must never allow ourselves to be dissuaded from the mission. The messenger sold the gospel wherever he went. Wherever Paul went, Paul was ready to tell someone about Jesus Christ. The messenger, that's Paul, followed his plan. His plan was wise. He first would reach out to those who were already familiar with the scriptures, that was the Jews, and then he would move on to the Gentiles. Amen? So as we see now, Paul went into them on the Sabbath day and reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Verse 3, opening and alleging, that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach to you is Christ. So we see now that Paul is preaching the unadulterated word of God, or amen. His message did not come from the mind of men. It was not a message of philosophy or psychology or sociology. It was not a message of history. It was not a religious message, but it was the word of God. And Paul, I like to say, had a three-point message. He, he could have been a good Baptist preacher. His three-point message simply was this. Christ died, Christ rose from the dead, and Jesus is the Christ. Paul preached the message in the synagogue for those three Sabbath days, and he kept on preaching that Jesus is Lord. Now let's look at verse 4. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. So there are those that when we preach the gospel, when the story of the good news is told, when we tell someone about the knowledge of Jesus Christ and him crucified, there will be those who the Holy Spirit has been preparing their hearts and minds to receive the message that will be drawn to the message. And we find here in Thessalonica that, that uh, some of the devout Greeks, it, it says a great multitude of them, received and and some of the jews believed and some of the chief of the women believed now look what happens in verse five 
But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. As I said before, every time the gospel message goes forth, and every time it's starting to be received, you can rest assured that the enemy will come and raise up those who will be opposed against it. Now, the basis of these were the lazy loafers, the idle folks that were disorderly, that just didn't need anything to really stir them up, just would get behind any kind of thing. Then we had the religionists. Those were the Jews of the day that were so staunch in their belief system that they would not accept Jesus as the Messiah. And then we have the average citizens. That's the people in general. Now, they had raised these people up and got them into an uproar, and, and they went to Jason's house, that's where Paul and Silas were staying, and sought to bring them out to the people. Verse 6, And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren of the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Now, isn't it strange? Paul and Silas, for whatever reason, was not at Jason's house. But the crowd was so uh, bent on uh, getting this revenge and uh, these folks that they were opposed to dragged Jason and some others. The mob just dragged some of these believers into the, uh, the city, the rulers of the city, and put a charge against them. And the charge was simply that they were creating an a, a, a insurrection and they were turning the world upside down. And the message they claimed was they were, they were purporting another king other than Caesar. Now listen what happens. Whom Jason hath received and all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. Now we know in our hearts and our minds that King Jesus is alive and well, but right now King Jesus is not the king of the world per se. He is the king of the spirit and the souls of mankind that believe. But one day, he, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess Jesus as Lord. But in the meantime, we are in the midst of a spiritual battle. We are to tell the truth and the, the truth of the good news that Jesus came as the Messiah, lived, died, buried, resurrected, and ascended to the right hand of the Father. And he is the one that is our propitiation. He paid the price that you and I could not pay. Now, verse 8 says, And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the other, they let them go. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night into Berea, who, coming thither, went into the synagogue of the Jews. In other words, in order to save the life of Paul and Silas, to keep the gospel message going, the believers in Thessalonica hid Paul out, hid Silas out, and had those men depart at night unto safety so they can continue on with the message of the gospel. My brothers and sisters in Christ, what we have to sometimes remember is there are times when we have to cut and leave. That's not an easy decision to make, but if the Spirit leads you, sometimes you just cannot stay in a set of circumstances when your life is on the line. It is better to move on and preach the gospel to those who will receive it. 
Well, the clock on the wall says I need to rewind this program down. Please uh, give us a call at 480-844-2687. Visit us on the web at www.smbcmesa.org. Or stop by during the, the midweek Bible study at 7 p.m. and worship service at 11 a.m. and Sunday school at 9 a.m. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. See you again next week. Take care and God bless. Touching Hearts and Changing Lives radio program is an outreach ministry of Shiloh Missionary Church and is hosted by Reverend Otley W. Holmes, Jr., Senior Pastor. Please join us every Saturday evening at 7 p.m. on KXXT 1010. We're located at 56 South Robson Mesa, Arizona, 85210. It's right on the corner of Robson and First Avenue in downtown Mesa. Service times are Wednesday evening prayer meeting, 5.30 to 7 p.m. and Bible study, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Sunday morning, Sunday school, 9 a.m. Worship service is at 11 a.m. For more information, call 480-844-2687 or email sbchurch1011 at quest.net. Be sure to log on to the website www.smbcmesa.org. This program has been sponsored by the membership of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church.